Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But I also knew this, unless I stopped before I did it and preached a little bit and explained some things to this crowd, that if I didn't say anything, just went ahead and did it, that that crowd, that church would be ready to close the meeting on because they just knew a woman like her could never get baptized in the Holy Ghost and I had to be a false prophet. See? So I stopped right then in the healing line, see? And this prayer line, rather. And I said, folks, now this is going to surprise you folks. I don't know you, you don't know me. This is only the third day I've been here. And the pastor will tell you, you know, that I haven't been out to the parsonage. Or if I did go out, it was with him. So nobody's told me anything. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. The Bible teaches that there is a similarity between spiritual growth and physical growth. You know just as well as I know that nobody is born a full-grown human. They're born babies in the natural and they grow up. And nobody's born a full-grown Christian. They're born babies and then they grow up. And the Bible said as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the Word. Well, did you ever look at that newborn babe in the natural? Lying there, you see, in the, the bed or in its mother's arms. And one thing about that, the one thing about that newborn babe that attracts your attention is, you, you hear people say, you sweet little old innocent thing. The thing that attracts you more anything else, outstanding characteristic, is its innocence. You don't think of that baby of having a past, do you? You don't look at that little baby in its mother's arms or in the crib and say, well, I just wonder what kind of a past he's had or she's had. Wonder what awful sins they've committed. Because that baby's newborn doesn't have any past, does it? Now you know what God's saying? God's saying to folks who have been born again to become children of God and babes in Christ as newborn babes, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word. You become a new creature, your past is all gone. Hallelujah. I'm not remembering anything against you. Well, if God's not remembered, what do you want to remember it for? You know, way back in the Old Testament, and then again it's repeated in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews. The writer of the Hebrews repeats it, quotes the Old Testament. God said, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions, and I will not remember thine iniquities. Hallelujah. Will not remember thine iniquities. Well... You see, God, as he looks at you, he doesn't remember that you have any past. Why should you remember it? These things, you see, can hinder faith. Now then, somebody can receive something from God. I've seen them do it. Somebody who didn't have a good past come right in while others were seeking to be filled with the Spirit. And here's somebody with a, a very shady past. Just come right in and get filled with the Holy Ghost, saved or reclaimed of their backslidden and baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I've had others, you know, that just almost got mad about it, as though it was me that was baptizing in the Holy Ghost. I just don't understand that. That couldn't be God. 
That couldn't be God. Why, he wouldn't fill a person like that with the Holy Ghost. I remember the first time I ever preached in the state of Oregon. And we got in on Saturday night, my wife and family, because in the summertime I had the children with us. And, and we, uh, the pastor said, now, Brother Hagin, he said, uh, because we had known them, actually he was an Oklahoma preacher. I had known him here and preached for him. And he said, uh, because, you know, we're, we're sort of know you folks, if you will. Ordinarily, we put our banners up in the motel. But if we'd like to have you just to stay with us in the parsonage, you know, if you'd like to. And their kids and our kids played together, and then we'll have closer time of fellowship and so on. And they had plenty of room, so we stayed with them. Well, we got in. It was after dark on Saturday night. And we visited a while. I preached for him Sunday morning and Sunday night. Preached Monday night. Well, now, he knew, of course, that I'd been with him all the time. I mean, I hadn't been out of the house after the service. I didn't know his people or know the crowd, know anything about him. But on Tuesday night of this very first week, I preached about laying on of hands. I think I'm going to talk about it tonight again because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, you see. And then I just laid hands on people to be saved or to be filled with the Spirit. And I had folks in the same line, you see, whether they came to be, or to be healed or to be baptized the Holy Ghost. And so I got to a certain lady I'd never seen it before in my life. Like I said, never preached in that church. Didn't know anybody. And I knew, I knew in my spirit, I had a revelation. See, God will reveal some things to you sometimes, you know. And on the inside of me, in this inward man, the Holy Spirit dwells in there. He told me, actually. He's the one that brought the revelation. I knew that when I laid hands on this woman, that she would be filled with the Holy Ghost and would speak with other tongues. I knew that. But I also knew this, unless I stopped before I did it, and preached a little bit and explained some things to this crowd that if I didn't say anything, just went ahead and did it, that that crowd, that church would be ready to close a meeting on because they just knew a woman like her could never get baptized the Holy Ghost and I had to be a false prophet. See? So I stopped right then in the healing line, see? And this prayer line, rather. And I said, folks, now this is going to surprise you folks. I don't know you, you don't know me. This is only the third day I've been here. And the pastor will tell you, you know, that I haven't been out in the parsonage or if I did go out, it was with him. So nobody's told me anything. And he certainly hadn't told you anything. He's standing right here by my side. But I said, you see, this woman that I'm about to lay hands on now is going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak the other tongues the minute I touch her. And when I did that, you know, you could just see some... <gasps> now I said, the reason I'm stopping to explain this is I don't want to embarrass her and this won't embarrass her I said, you see, you know, because she lives here, that she hasn't lived a very good life. I won't go into detail about something, but you know that. And she knows that. She said, I sure do. And I said, even since she had been born again to this church here, she's been in and out. More out than she was in. Up and down. More down than she was up. And just lived even... A as a Christian, a haphazard Christian life. Till nobody's got any confidence in her or in her Christian experience. Now I said, Sister, I don't want to embarrass you, but uh, that's the truth. Isn't it? Oh, she said, Brother Hagin, it's also, it's also. Now I said, Some of this congregation will say, Well, now you know, well, there's been some of us that's been seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost for years. And if God was going to baptize anybody with the Holy Ghost, it'd be us goody goody folks. You know? And she said, uh, I said, now, what you don't know is this, and if I miss it, I want this sister just to speak up and say you missed it. 
I said, you see right in the middle of my sermon, I didn't see her do it because I wasn't conscious of her presence then. The building, you see, was pretty well full. I guess what you would call comfortably full. Maybe you could have found a seat if you looked around. But I said, right in the middle of my sermon, preaching about laying on hands to be filled with the Spirit, she said to the Lord, I want to be filled with the Spirit. And she just bowed her head over on the seat in front of her, though I didn't see her do it. I have the revelation in my heart that she did it, and said, God, forgive me of all my sins. I've failed. I've been so weak. I've just been up and down, in and out, and more of a failure than anything else. Forgive me. And I said, he did it. Now, I said, Sister, I didn't see you do that because I wasn't conscious of prayer. Did you do that or did you not? With tears, she said, Brother Hagin, I did. I bowed my head over on that seat, and the lady sat behind me, beside me, he'll tell you that's so, and with tears said, Oh, God, I've missed it. I've been such a failure. Please forgive me. Now, I said, I want to ask this congregation something. How long do you think it'll take God to forgive her? Reckon he's done it yet, or reckon he'll do it sometime within the next ten years? Probably take him ten years before he can forgive her. No, I said, the Bible said if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, just how long did it take him to forgive her and cleanse her? Well, I just put them on the spot. Some of them said right then. Well, I said, all right, if she's cleansed, God said, I, you and I, am he that brought thou thy transgress, and I'll not remember thy sins, then he'll fill her right now. I laid hands on her, she started talking in tongues instantly. I remember we went to the parsonage after the service and the pastor said, Whew. Boy, I'm sure glad you stopped and explained that to that crowd. He said, if you'd just laid hands on that woman, she'd been filled with... I know you don't know her, you know, but we live here. And if you'd just laid hands on her and she'd been filled with the Spirit and you didn't explain it, I'm, I'd probably had to close this meeting. They'd just swore up and down that you're a false prophet. You know, he wouldn't be laying hands on her. She sure wouldn't be getting the Holy Ghost. But it surprises people sometimes. I remember reading from the pen of Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans. Now, she was a medical doctor that was raised up from a deathbed and then just devoted the rest of her life preaching divine healing, you see. And her, her father was a doctor, before her a medical doctor. And so was her mother. And they were actually Canadians. And so she went back over, even though they were living here in America, and they were actually become... Uh, naturalized Americans, but she would very frequently go back over to Canada to hold meetings. And so she said she had been over there holding some meetings, and a lot of folks had gotten saved and healed, but she hadn't dealt along the line of the baptism of the Holy Ghost at all, and nobody had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so she said uh, some of the folks, the meeting came to a close, and some of the folks said, well, couldn't you just stay over a few days with us and pray with us? because they were having evangelistic type of meetings in a rented hall, maybe some private meetings just with the Christians, you know, that some of us at least would get filled with the Holy Spirit. And so she said, well, I have another appointment by next Sunday, but I could stay probably three nights, through Wednesday night, and then I could catch a train and get to where I'm supposed to go. And, but they'd had this hall rented. You see, there wasn't any church in these days at all, any kind of full gospel church in this particular city. And... Uh, we haven't got any place to meet because, you know, they just had that hall rented through this Sunday night and they couldn't get it any longer. Somebody else has got it. Where would we meet? Well, if you've ever been to Canada, they have, anywhere in the northern part of the United States, actually, they have very large barns. And so one fellow said, lived right at the edge of town, he had a great big barn at the time of the year that was empty, of course, and so he said we could just use it. So they agreed, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, nobody come but folks seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't anybody else come but those folks. And so uh, 
she said she stayed with the folks here in the home where they was going to have the meeting that night in the barn. And so the time came, they announced the meeting, you see, this last night, or these three meetings, actually. And folks were already coming, you know, and gathering for the service. And, and so she said, I was detained because I got a long-distance telephone call just about the time for me to go. And I was detained. Actually, I went back to the house because they came to get me to make, answer this call. And the, the folks that had come after me, they didn't go back. So there's no one there in the house but me. And I, I, I got the return of the call, and then I started back toward the barn. And I saw some man in the shadows, and it sort of scared me for a moment, you know. And he wasn't going in, you know. And as I got a little closer, I recognized this man. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, a Heart of Faith package. The book, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan and the single CD, The God Kind of Faith, by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $15.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We still want to remind you, if you're in the Oklahoma City area, that we have Rhema Bible Church, Oklahoma City, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. You say, well, why Sunday? Well, they started Saturday night services, so you could be off on Sunday. I said, why not enjoy the weekend? And, and, and then have Sunday morning on Sunday night. And also, that gives me a chance to preach, in, or Craig, to preach in the Broken Air campus and then come over there and it's alive. It's not video, it's, it's a live service. 8921 Northwest Expressway. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.